You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, Minor Talk is live. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. It's a full house here at the River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios, along with Alberto Reta, Sal Montes, Zay Galindo. I'm Adrian Bradis. We are back here for Minor Talk and talking about another UTEP loss, another L for this UTEP team on the road. Sam Houston defeats UTEP 60-56. to Let's break this one down. Miners led in the first half. Uh, I liked how they came out in this game. They had a comfortable lead all the way out pretty late into this game uh, in the first half. And then Sam Houston State went on a 7-0 run to close out the first half. It shouldn't have been tied in the first half. Miners should have had a comfortable lead. Instead, it's a tie game, 28-all at the end of the first half. And Sam Houston State exits the first half with all the momentum. Now coming into the second half to start things off, Sam Houston State outscores UTEP 16 to 4. They go on a 16 to 4 run, and if you extend that run, it was a 19 to 2 run which built out to a 23 to 4 run. If you combine the start of the second half with the end of the first half, that was what Sam Houston was able to build on their side. And they led by as much as 12 points, Sal. Early on into this game, 44-32, that was the score in this matchup. And then the Miners started to chip away. They started to come back in this one. I was really thought thinking it was over. And I thought there was no way the Miners would come back at all in this game. Yet the Miners, credit to them, uh, no Otis Frazier. He left the first half because of an injury. It looked like a concussion. I don't want to speculate, but he also was grabbing his wrist a little bit. Hard fall and hard collision for him. Hoping the best for Otis Frazier the third. No word on him or what he's dealing with right now. No Baylor Hebb. He also uh, dealt with the shoulder injury on his side and then uh, they didn't have Trey Horton in this game. He actually was sick and was out of this game. Uh, So then, late in this matchup, the Miners chipping at it, chipping at the lead. They start to come back in this game. Credit guys like Calvin Solomon down the stretch. I like the minutes from Derek Hamilton, who hasn't played in forever. Uh, you know, credit guys like even Kevin Kalu getting some uh, late game situation rebounds. And so I thought to myself, all right. Good job. UTEP has proven to us what they've done all season long. Be competitive in these games. And at around the five-minute mark, I thought I said to everybody, all right, win the game. Now, this is your time. This is your opportunity. This is the best team in Conference USA. They're, all the adversity is there ahead of UTEP. Win this game. Veteran players are on the floor. It's the, uh, you know, you had a veteran in Otis Frazier the third out, but you got other veterans like Calvin Solomon out there, Zid Powell, Tay Hardy, win the game. And uh, it felt like the score was 56-55 to for forever. Uh, Sam Houston went on a four-minute scoring drought. The Miners went on a scoring drought themselves. Uh, Tay Hardy had a late foul that really shouldn't have happened. Zip Powell had a late turnover that should never happen. And in the end, this one slipped away from the Miners. They lost this one 60-56. to And this one will make you as frustrated as any of the losses on the road this this season or any of the home losses as well because it was right in their hands Sal and they couldn't get it done yeah and they were doing well in a, in a variety of areas and, and just awful in some others and that's why they were not able to kind of get out of that rut they let Sam Houston grab anything that was that was coming off of the glass out rebounded uh, let me see here it was uh, I have it 29 Let's see, 51 to 31, 20. That's a, that's a 20 rebound difference. Man. So they're not sealing the deal when it came to um, when it came to those defensive series. And one possession sticks out in mind was when Kalu got a block and they didn't get the rebound off of that block and they get a bucket, you know, one to two seconds right after getting that offensive rebound. So when you're trying to build momentum and, and be consistent in the game, in this game right here, four-point difference, you need those possessions to go your favor. And there was a lot of them today that didn't. Yeah, Bearcats had 22 offensive rebounds, 20 points off second chance uh, points for them. And actually, that's kind of low for Sam Houston State. They probably could have actually had more second chance buckets when it was all said and done. Yet, um, they still grabbed those 22 rebounds on the offensive side. And that was one of the biggest differences of this game. Hey, we're going to start our phone lines early, 915-505-6009. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're 
listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More in less than 10 seconds here on 600 ESPN El Paso. A lot of reactions already on social media here on Minor Talk as we continue. Let's first get out to Zay, then we'll get some thoughts from Alberto. Zay, you tell me, how'd you see this one? Miner's falling by four when it's all said and done. Chris is also going to be joining us here on the phone lines as we continue. Yeah, this was a, a gut-wrenching loss. I mean, this was a tough way to lose. Like you said, it felt like that score, 57, or what was it, 55 to 56? Yeah, 56, yeah. 55. Excuse I mean, me. that was their, oh my gosh, so many opportunities that they had. And uh, you can put this one on Joe Golding, sure, if you want to. He's the head coach of this basketball team, lost his fallback on him. But, I mean, they had their opportunities. They had good looks. They had, you know, down the stretch, it was just, they, they couldn't, the shots weren't falling. The shots really weren't falling, and um, you know it was just it was tough to watch. It was really tough to watch. The late game situation stuff, though, it feels like it's it's there. It's in the balance, and if you want to call it luck, if you want to call it just inopportune buckets, shots not falling in. Well, the shots didn't fall in late game situation and, and FIU, and it just doesn't feel like they have a killer who's just going to take over in late game situations and and maybe seal the deal or win the games. But let's go to Alberto. Alberto, you tell me, and we'll. We'll talk some women's basketball, too, because you were out at that game. They actually won. Women's have looked great lately, uh, winning back-to-back. But you tell me, what did you think of this matchup here? Yeah, just a lot of uh, – yeah, just a really rough look for the Miners. I think that, you know, two guys over ten, uh, over double digits, it's not going to get you a lot of wins in D1 basketball. And like you were saying, a lot of the late-game stuff, it's it's not helping you either. You know, when you play the, the basketball that you do, you can't have all those mistakes late in the, in the game because you're already come, trying to come back. So, yeah, um, disappointed, but I just don't know what's going to come of these Miners if they can't find a way to win road games. Well, I'll also say this. My expectation going into this game was that UTEP would lose this one. All three of us, me, Sal, Zay, we all picked Sam Houston State to come and beat the Miners in this game. But the way it happened is is just frustrating. I thought uh, Sam Houston State was going to control this game, control a lead, and just pretty much run away with it. But the fact that the Miners had so many different opportunities, I think that's what frustrates a lot of fans, knowing that this one right here was in the balance. This one really, they had an opportunity to win this one, and it, they just let it slip away uh, in the end when it was all said and done. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's start off the phone lines and welcome Chris onto the program. Chris, good evening, man. What's going on? How's it going, guys? We're doing okay, Chris. Turn down your radio in case uh, it, it, the feedback goes, but you go ahead. You tell us your thoughts. Yeah, no, just a very disappointing, very frustrating season uh, with Coach Golding. Uh, I know this is a couple of years already in the program, but it's just very, very frustrating, mind-boggling. Uh, that second half with a couple, like a minute left, and they they showed the replay. They, I, I'm not too sure it was Campers uh, that fouled with one second left on the on the shot clock, but that's just that's just coaching right there, like. You gotta. I know they're playing away, but how many people are on the stands? Maybe a thousand, the most. Yeah, and like, and real quick, uh, that was that was Tay Hardy on that last one. Tay Hardy, yeah, yeah. Tay Hardy's like, don't foul, don't foul, don't foul. One second, that was the ball game right there. It's just very frustrating. Just, I'm a true minor fan. Been a minor fan. Um, I'm thirty. I'm thirty six. So grew up um, in the early nineties, watching the minor, the dawn, and then with Billy Gillespie. Um, Doc Sadler, all those guys, uh, Barbie, it just, uh, man, it's just frustrating where, where, where we hear you guys say we expected to lose to Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State, where I don't even know where Sam Houston State is. That's how <laughs> low. <laughs> honestly, that's how that our program is right now. UTEP, I know it's not the '90s, the '80s, the, with the with Don in the '60s, but Sam Houston State, where where you guys, where everyone's, including myself, now nah, we're going to lose to Sam Houston State. That's how low our program is right now. And it's and UTEP is known as UTEP basketball school. Uh, football, all right, we'll give them we'll give them a pass, but basketball. That's what we're known for is basketball. Yeah, and, and Chris, I think a lot, and just to cut you off real quick there, Chris, I think you have a high standard for this basketball program. Am I right? That's the that's the standard Absolutely. that you set for this yeah. team. 
yeah no absolutely and i don't know i don't know what else we could do um it is what it is i know nil plays a big role i know uh uh cappy was talking about um uh that that kid from that went to texas how he could have made a difference with us and um we paid um our, our guard fifty thousand, supposedly fifty thousand dollars, but I know it's some change compared to other schools. But it is what it is. Now it's it's just a different deal. But it's just it, it's sad. But um, but I'll I'll continue listening to you guys. But uh, as frustrated as we are, as we are, um, me and my boy will be there on Thursday, um, cheering them on. So hopefully something changes, but it's not looking good. Okay, I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for uh, weighing in on the show. Appreciate it as always, man. 915-505-6009. That is our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X, and then 600 ESPN El Paso uh, com. Let's keep the phones moving, and then we'll kind of react to multiple calls all at once. Uh, let's welcome on to the program. He's uh, he's up next. It's Hunter who's joining us next. 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in on the program. Hunter, what's going on man good evening yeah man how you guys doing today hey we're doing all right hunter it's just kind of the same old minor talk though it feels like we've been here before it sucks man i mean i hate to you know it's so much negativity but not much to work with man i you know i give you guys credit for i mean you, you can't keep it 100 percent negative so you guys find good good spins to put on things so i, I appreciate that man i know it's not easy I mean, hey, I appreciate it. Well, hey, look, you you could call into any show at this time, Hunter, but you chose to call into ours, so I appreciate you. Uh, Man, I mean, I think the last caller kind of kind of said what most people that have been around are feeling, and I think what he meant to say was how far we've fallen. You know, that's their first loss ever to Sam Houston State. Embarrassing, you know, and for us to expect a loss against Sam Houston State embarrassing uh but it's where we're at with this program they're just not a good team they're the dumbest team i've seen on the court very low iq i mean i don't even know why zid powell's in in clutch time i don't trust him with the ball if he's in don't have him as the ball handler what was he trying i wouldn't have called that foul either he just tried to charge between two defenders what are you thinking that's a stupid move Tay hardy stupid foul they must have a stupid coach because teams take the personality of their coach and it's a broken record every single game well i like our fightness and our our toughness we have we have toughness and we fought. i'm tired of hearing it lovable losers is all this guy is we're all we're just gonna be lovable losers the people we love they lose but man they go hard that doesn't matter that doesn't cut it anymore you got to win games not everything in life should be a struggle you know it's just not a good program I, i'm this is the first time in a long time that I'm looking forward to football season while we're still in basketball season. Damn. Wow. Uh, I mean, th- this recruiting class that this coach is putting together for next year, along with his energy, and I, I, it's going to be fun at the very least. And uh, this right now, what we're watching is not fun. It's frustrating. And uh, so it's the first time in a long time, man. I think uh, – Last time UTEP football was truly relevant over a couple years, they had a donkey as a mascot, man. I might have to – I'll <laughs> donate the donkey if they'll house them. Oh, I man. I to bring back the 60s. I love it. Hey, uh, Clyde the Burro, that, that was the name there, Hunter. Exactly. We need another one, man. I'll, I'll buy it. We'll, we'll, we'll show up with a donkey to the football games if that's what works. I like but, it. But, uh, man, I mean, we're just going to get more of the same. And there's not even a point in being disappointed. They're a dumb team. Everything's a struggle for them. It's it's hard for them to get the ball up the court sometimes. And in clutch time, I don't trust any of them. Tay Hardy's just as careless with the ball as Zid Powell. Uh, the coach has no clue who to put in when. I thought Elijah Jones did some good stuff with his minutes. I thought Derek Hamilton did some good stuff with his minutes. Uh, he, he just – it's clueless. But uh, – Man, I, I feel for the longtime fans. I feel for you guys, man. You guys can work in any program because if you're able to put positive twists and spins on this <laughs> stuff, man, you got some talent. But oh, uh, appreciate you guys uh, again, man. All right, appreciate it, Hunter. You take care, man. Always great to hear from you. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Hey, uh, speaking of conference or speaking of football, Sal, how about Tyrese Knight officially being nice? Uh, you know, speaking of a positive spin as well, you, <laughs> invited you, to the scouting combine. You know what? That that's big news too, especially when there hasn't been a player drafted. Uh, who was the last one? Will Will Hernandez? Will Hernandez. So yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, 
I mean, hey, there's potential there. Obviously, he's invited for a reason. But if if you Google his name and then put a NFL draft next to it, you'll see a lot of really cool, um, you know, things that uh, journalists have said about him. Covering him going into this year and then, of course, the year before. So he, he hasn't been a big name um, for just some time. It's It's been, you know, in the brewing for about two years or so. Zay, you tell me, what do you think about, uh, you know, somebody or you, actually, let me ask you to say, 0-7 on the road. What does that tell you about this basketball team? Well, I think we knew about, you know, Joe Golding and, and UTEP's road struggles since he got here, right? They've always struggled on the road, you know, these past three years. And it just tells me that, you know, at, at this point, it's in their head, right? This was a game that easily could have been won. And they're just making mistakes that, you know, can't happen. They can't happen. Turnovers can happen. And, um, you know, the op- the missed shots, right? Derek Hamilton's right under the basket. He can't get that one to go in, right? Yeah. Jay Hardy's wide open for three, doesn't fall. I mean, it, at this point, I just have to think, you know, late game situation on the road. No way UTEP wins this basketball game. Let's keep the phones moving. 915-505-6009. Ronnie is next. Then we'll go to Rustin. Haven't heard from Rustin in a bit. Haven't heard from Ronnie in a bit. What's going on, Ronnie? Good evening. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? We're hanging in. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. It's been a while. Feliz Navidad to you guys, too. It's definitely been a while. Uh, um, give I'm us a, a present on Hunter's call, man. Okay, I'm a little disappointed in Hunter's. Call. Why? Why? Tell us why. They wanted Rodney Terry gone and swore he was the worst UTEP coach ever, and they were on the Joe Golding bandwagon when he was winning in year one with Rodney Terry's players, and now we're saying, "Oh, Golding this, Golding that." It's like, wait a minute, you guys push Rodney Terry out of here. He heard every single call that year. He saw the tweets. You pushed him right over there to UT as an assistant coach. Now he's the head coach, and now you're telling me Golding's. Only talking about effort and energy. So I don't understand what's going on, man. Seriously. Like, you got what you wanted, and now you're still not satisfied that Rodney Terry and his players, by the way, are gone. So which one is it, man? You can't have both circumstances. You got to pick one or the other. You either want a guy who can really recruit well and get the players here, or you want a guy who can maybe not have the, the, you know, the, the players that you need to win games, but brings a lot of energy and effort on the defensive end, but lacks some offensive, um, Creativity, I guess, is, is, is a positive way to put it. So which one do you want, Hunter? Please let me know, man, because you got exactly what you begged for, you and the fan base. And Golding was coming off that uh, upset win of Texas in the uh, NCAA tournament. And he was the hot name. You got him, Texas boy. And now you're still telling me that you're upset. So that really disappoints me. That really does because uh, I think you got to look in the mirror here, man. Like what exactly is this team – and it's what I said they were. Um, you know, Golding is a defensive-minded coach. You know, I mean, that, that's just what his strengths are. You know, like he really can get a team to buy in and lock down and, and cut off drive lanes and really make the other opponent struggle. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't recruit at a high level or have a high-level recruiter, and he doesn't have a guy who brings a certain level of offensive uh, creativity. Um, you know, I, I do feel Hunter when he says, you know, we're talking about effort, and that's what he always says. Yeah, that is getting a little played out. Um, he made a statement today to Taish uh, that really bothered me. He said, no, if you play like that, and you know, we're going to win a lot of games. Like, no, dude, you got 56 points. You're not beating anyone in D1 basketball 56 points. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you, you, you won't beat the low majors uh, of the HBCUs with 56 points. I mean, you know, basketball is a different game now. Um, I think that uh, it's time for, you know, UTEP to get serious about what they can do. You know, I don't know their NIL situation. Um, and obviously that's out of Golding's hands, but I, I, you know, I think Golding has to have some tough conversations this summer. I mean, Earl Boykins was a fantastic player, but who, who has he netted? Who has he netted at UTEP? Right? Like, what has his reputation netted at UTEP? Where you can say, okay, that guy's an all-league player and Earl went and got him. And that is a big fat no one. So that's probably a roster spot that needs to come up. Jeremy Cox is a longtime assistant, been around forever, been in some really good programs, great defensive guy. But let's face it, do you need two defensive guys? Do you need somebody to coach some guys and get some offensive spark going? Probably another roster spot that needs to come up. I know they added his son, but it's like, hey, I mean, this is this is, this is what's happening, right? You know, you start scratching people's backs and, and hiring this guy to hire this, bring his son, and he doesn't bring value, and then you end up wondering why you're where you are. It's time to have some tough conversations. If you can't recruit uh, high-level players to El Paso, that's fine. That's one thing. 
but then you need to recruit at least high-level assistants who have a specific goal. You're my recruiter. Go get me the best players that fit our system. Okay, boom. You're my offensive guru. Come up with a scheme that will allow these players to maximize what they are. Boom. Like, you got to start to break this down here into what is really tangible. Maybe you can't get the best players out of the portal because you don't have an IL money, but you got a lot of damn good pool money for assistance. Go pay somebody who can actually – do what they need to do, and that's recruit, and then have offensive uh, continuity to bring to to Golden's defensive mindset. Yeah, I think that's all real good points, uh, Rodney. Hey, I, I would also say this, Rodney. Rodney, I'm calling you Rodney Terry. I'm already ready to jump on the winning percentage stat that you that I have already ready to cook up here. But before I let you go, Ronnie, let me ask you this: uh, If UTEP can't, and they really can't, behind closed doors, move on from Golding after this year, and they decide to go with new assistants, like you say, they have a pool of about three hundred dollars for NIL money. What I've heard and the reports I mean everybody talks about money here on this show so why not talk about it what I've heard is that they distribute the money pretty evenly across the roster with the exception of a couple players making big dollars and maybe that range is anywhere between 35,000 to 50,000 dollars would you spend a hundred thousand dollars on one marquee player and then distribute the rest kind of evenly how would you handle NIL in the future just knowing what we know across college basketball uh, you give me a hundred thousand dollars to go to go get one kid that's what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go get a freaking stud i'm not gonna play around i'm, I'm gonna go get a p5 bounce back somebody like Kawhi leonard who drops down to mid-major because of grades or maybe an issue nothing too crazy or anything like violent where it was at but I'm, I'm gonna go get somebody that i think could be the best player in the league i think the whole collective is is, is a great um it's a great idea on paper but this is America, man. <laughs> and the cream rises to the top and it gets rewarded. And you got to go and get what you got to get. Sule Boom got 100K when he went to Xavier, didn't he? And he was one of the best players in, in the Big East that year. And that's, right. that's what you get, right? And that's what you should do, right? Like you should use 100K on a kid that will move the needle, not just for your team, but it's going, like I said, going to be a first team, all conference, hopefully player of the year type guy. And let's be honest, man. A lot of teams left CUSA. So CUSA is freaking awful. Liberty ain't even no good no more. You know, they were real good. News. It's so a bad conference. And, and I think, bad- Ronnie, that, that's one of my frustrations with this UTEP basketball team. And, hey, man, I appreciate the phone call. Don't mean to cut you off. We just got some other callers to get to. But that's, I think, also uh, leads to the frustration for this UTEP basketball team. It goes back to Hunter's call. It goes back to our first call from Chris. It's holding this UTEP team to a high standard and realizing that they lost today to Sam Houston, 60-56, to realizing that this conference is not that good, that this conference is winnable. Sure, the home teams are finding success. That's what the numbers are telling us right now, that all across Conference USA, home records are uh, going across the board uh, successfully. Right now, 85% of the games in Conference USA are decided by the home team. 22 of 26 games. Yet, UTEP uh, in a year where they've got veterans all across their roster, they were able to have some continuity on their roster, add some different guys there was nobody who was ineligible Baylor Hebb is eligible with them now there's really no excuses this is a bad conference and they're not a competitive or they're not a contender in this league right now as it stands well I mean with that too there's still a lot of basketball to be played this is not to say hey they're going to go out there and do it right away but um though if the parody is as real as as people mentioned then this conference is going to be up for grabs uh for whoever's playing the hottest in the final four games or so of league play so that's still out there however what have you seen them do consistently that can warrant somebody to uh to have faith in that right yeah, I mean, that's that's the part that I'm trying to wonder right now. They haven't done anything to justify a turnaround, uh, justify us thinking, well, can they be a frisky team come March? They haven't proven it. Uh, they really haven't. Uh, let's go to winning percentage really quick because Ronnie brought up uh, winning percentage with Joe Golding and Rodney Terry. So first off, with Joe Golding, 52% winning percentage here at UTEP and at Abilene Christian, 54% winning percentage. In fact, if you took out the first year with the quote-unquote Rodney Terry players, he's a 47% winning percentage at UTEP, okay? Now let's go over to Rodney Terry while he was with the Miners. 43% winning percentage. There you go, guys. Uh, any thoughts? Anybody want to chime in on Rodney Terry? Or No one really cares. Anybody have any thoughts? You, you Zay, you have any thoughts on this? Um, You know, 
I thought Rodney Terry. I, 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 we we obviously saw you know UTEP under Rodney Terry. It was extremely disappointing for a whole another reason though, because you know all, all the talent in the world, and you could only go twelve and twelve against you know yep. Rice or you know teams like that, right? It was frustrating. But I mean, he had the talent here, right? So he set he set that bar. You know, you can bring talent to to El Paso. Now with NIL, it's a bit of a different you know ball game, but still, I mean. Um, like Ronnie said, right? You got to choose. Are you going to go after a guy who who can the X's and O guy, great defend defensive coach, or you know the flashy guy who can bring the flashy type of players? Yeah, it's a good question. It, it's kind of something that you really have to evaluate within your own organization. Let's go back to the phones. It's great to have Rustin back on the phone lines. It seems like forever. Rustin, good after or good evening. Now, how's it going, man? It's going great. How are you guys? We're doing well, Russ, and we're doing well. You give us your thoughts on this game. Well, uh, I was there. so. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I live in the Houston area. First off, I want to uh, thank the university, uh, Jim Center, and Austin Cox and Joe Golding for giving my sons an opportunity to meet Tay Hardy. Without hesitation, answered my emails, gave me the opportunity to take my family there, get on the court. And, uh, you know, win or lose, don't matter who the coach is. Um, I guess Ronnie made a comment about, you know, who did you want? Make up your mind. I, I guess I would say this. I live in the Houston area now. Make up your mind. El Paso, what you want. Um, but I think you got what you wanted and what you got. Actually, if you see the games in person and you saw it tonight, um, I'm, I know a lot of uh, layups are missed. Tons of, tons of non-calls, tons on both ends of the court. Um, not an intentional foul called a notice Frazier. It, it is, uh, it, it's pretty disheartening. Because I, I think what you're seeing is, is a lack of officiating in Conference USA. Calling a petty foul with one second on the shot clock left, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I think you see a lot of that. Ronnie did say something about going to get a, an elite player. David Terrell outdrove that guy, the other guy, number five, that was taking him every single time down the court um, and, and would get down there. And Colby said it right after the call, uh, right after the game, just wasn't getting calls down low. Um, I mean, it's really good to say, hey, you're missing bunnies, but when, when people are hitting you all over the place, it's a different, different story. Um, so uh, what I see is a team that out-defenses everybody in the league, and, and it was clearly shown at the beginning of the season when they can get to the line and they get the calls. I mean, they were doing what they need to do. I, I, think, we're, I think where they're missing is uh, really – Honestly, just um, an elite shooter. Uh, our guards are more drive to the basket, and in honesty, they can beat almost any guard that we've played in any team. Um, we just got to make sure that we hit the free throws, and tonight we just couldn't hit free throws. And we were getting fouled all over the place underneath the basket, calls that were out of bounds. I mean, we were right there by the court. Thank, thank you to UTEP again. I appreciate everything they've done for me and my family over the years. But um, I, I think what you guys really need to see is you're watching an elite defensive team, an elite defensive team. And if you're not seeing that, you, you I, I'd say this. If you have kids and, and if you're – there was a caller earlier that said, man, I'm going to take my kid to the game. I, uh, you're younger than me, dude, but keep on doing it. Because if you want to see how to play basketball and you want to see how to play defense, that's what you do. I appreciate the phone call, Rustin. Thanks for weighing in on the show. And yeah, we've given this team a lot of credit when it comes to their defense, Rustin. So I don't know if you haven't listened in a while or if you you haven't been weighing in or what it was. But yeah, we've given this team a lot of credit when it comes to their defense. Their problems come offensively in a big way. Now, you called it a petty shot clock violation call. It wasn't. That that wasn't whatsoever. In fact, Tay Hardy had a complete lapse in judgment. And, you know, I'm a big Tay Hardy fan, but it was just... Just a 
lapse in judgment. Uh, Zay on Twitter called it a brain fart, and that's really what it was. He thought that the shot clock was reset at the point, so he was going to intentionally foul a defender, and instead of uh, you know just letting the shot clock actually run out, which there was only one second left on the shot clock, he ends up fouling, and then they go to the free throw line, uh, sink two free throws, and that's pretty much all she wrote. As far as the the Otis Frazier call, you were referring to the flagrant that should have been reviewed and should have been called, and I agree on that. That was a hard fall, uh, but at the same time, he just fell on his head, and it probably looked a lot worse in person than it actually you know, maybe would have been in, in just a regular, normal game. Hard falls like that happen a lot in college basketball. Uh, home cooking, I'll just give you the breakdown by the stats. There were 15 fouls called against Sam Houston State, only 12 against UTEP. There you go. There's your foul dis- discrepancy right there. They, they were letting them play, man. They were letting him play. Now, if you want to talk about the free throws, uh, Sam Houston attempted 10 free throws. They went 5 of 10. Guess how many UTEP attempted? 17 free throws. 10 of 17. It's up to the minors to make those free throws. So, Rustin, I appreciate your positivity, but uh, you know you got to hold this team accountable as well. And I get it. This this team means something special to you because your family got a chance to meet them. Uh, that's really cool. And I've heard a lot of great stories like that from this team. This team is community-driven. They love El Pasoans. When you reach out to them, as far as the fan, they always reciprocate. They always want to help out the fans. So I love that about them. But uh, you say they just need a shooter. You say they just need a shooter. And at the same time, Zay, they've had two off seasons to recruit a shooter. Yeah, and they, they haven't gotten him. They haven't gotten him. They missed out on, you know, obviously the big one to me. It sticks in my mind. You know, they missed out on Zach Hicks. I mean, that's your shooter right there. That's that's the guy who, you know, with Otis Frazier out today, he fills that role so perfectly, right? He's a six seven forward, great 3 and D guy, great jumper, ends up going to Penn State. So, I mean, they've had their opportunities to recruit shooters. And, yeah, I mean, we're obviously watching a, a defensive, uh, a great defensive team, but they're not winning, right? Right. I, I, if if Utah was a great offensive team, I mean, so be it. But if they weren't winning games, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. When it, all, all it comes down to is, are you winning basketball games? And Utah just hasn't been doing that. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Alberto. What do you think about that one right there? <sighs> it's... About um, uh, it's okay. Let's let's keep moving on. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Our telephone number six hundred ES. I'm sorry, Alberto. I just threw you on the spot. I just wanted to chef it over to you, but it's all good. Let's keep it moving. JJ Minor fan is next up on the program. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. I was asking about getting shooters and you know how they've had uh, multiple ops off seasons to try to do that, Alberto. Your thoughts on that? They've had opportunities over two different off seasons to try to improve their shooting. I think they thought it was going to. Be Baylor Hebb to be their sharpshooter, and it hasn't really been the case. But, uh, you know, he hasn't played that much for the Miners lately. But still, you needed to recruit somebody, if you were the Miners, who is going to be a knockdown scorer and a knockdown shooter for you. Yeah, maybe they should uh, spend a, a little more. I know that they spent a lot, but it, the, the guys that they brought in, they're, they're not making sense right now. Well, yeah, and the, from a shooting perspective, right? Like, they, they needed to improve their shooting, uh, you know, percentages and I think uh, from beyond the arc that's what's been the big struggle for them let's go back to the phones it's JJ minor fan who's joining us next JJ what's going on man what's going on fellas? so obviously I'm not happy um, well I, I can tell you one thing I just want to make three points uh, Golding would make a fantastic assistant coach he would make a fantastic defensive assistant coach head coach not coming together I don't see it happening we need, we need a head coach to put it all together. But it, it can deny his intensity. He'll make a fantastic coach. But as a head coach, I'm not seeing it. Um, second point, Hamilton, oh, my gosh, that's a game changer. That guy could get conditioned. He's a game changer. Like, his, like he, he, he has the potential. He's got to get the conditioning. And my last point, um, how, how would I handle the NIL? I would treat it like it, it was possible. I'm pretty sure it's not. But it was possible actually like a job. Like, hey, you're getting this amount of money. You're not performing. Hey, Solomon, like, obviously we're not seeing the effort there. We're going to dock you. You know, you're not, you're not, we're, we're paying you. That's the way I would deal with that kind of situation. Interesting. I, you know, it's interesting, man. I feel like uh, your frustration really stems off the fact that this team is just not performing well right now, right? That's true. I, I just don't see, I see the effort. 
I just don't see the, the glue coming together. To come, like, I don't see anything coming together. You drive in, like I think one of the previous callers said, you drive in, you drive in, drive in, hope to get fouled. I mean, it's not doing anything, you know? We're not making our foul, uh, free throws. So, I don't know. I hear you, man. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, JJ Minor fan. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Hey, let's keep things moving. Mike from Austin is next, 915-505-6009. A fiery minor talk, Sal, and I think people are really passionate about this one either way. Um, you know, you heard some positivity, but a lot of people feel different ways on how this should be fixed, how this should change, if it could be changed. I, I feel like yeah. we've had some doom and gloom saying this won't be changed. Um I'm not advocating for change at the head coaching job. I'm more of a realist, knowing that UTEP can't make a, re- a change at the end of the season with the head coaching job. And I still think it's drastic after year three, but I still I still think you can hold this team accountable, Sal. And, yeah. and that's what we're doing right here. And they're not being successful in conference play. Um, could we be looking at another losing season ahead of us right here with UTEP? If if things are on par for the course when it comes to the uh, the home team winning, you, you pay that in with um, you know the idea of having confidence in this team to even get it done on the road that's one and I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will say uh, no when it comes to winning games on the road um, you know versus home but then on the other side of that other teams can get hot as well who are going to come into exactly. the Don Haskins Center. So it's, you're battling a demon amongst yourself and trying to establish an identity, get better on offense, you know, a variety of things that are haunting them, all while other teams who may be in a similar position to UTEP could have a chance to get hot. Or, just hear me out, top two or three teams in Conference USA right now kind of stay there and remain hot towards the end of Conference play too so there's a, lo- there's a lot going on that they gotta, they yeah. gotta catch up with. You also mentioned something uh, that's a really good point that there can start to be separation in the standings right now mm-hmm. La Tech, uh, Sam Houston State they've at least uh, thrown their names in the mix to be atop the conference right now you tell us Alberto, does this team right here, as it stands at this point right here, give you the idea or the belief that they can turn things around to become a contender. We've seen it. We have we saw it today. They had this game in the balance, but they couldn't close out. And I think that, in my opinion, as of right now, where it stands, that's the difference between where they're at right now and being a contender. Yeah, I just uh, I don't think they, they they can I don't think they can figure this one out uh, this season. I think that your inability to win, win road games and then poor performances in the uh, just late stages of games that shows that you're just not ready. You may be close, but you're just not ready. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Mike from Austin's next. Uh, Mike, good evening, man. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, just a couple of quick takes. Uh, based uh, one on uh, watching the game and the second one based on um, a conversation y'all were having with, I think, Ron, uh, Ronnie earlier. Okay. Um, the, the take on the game that I have is uh, you all mentioned at the, at, at the, at the top of the show uh, about how it just seemed to be 55, 56, you know, forever. And we just couldn't find a way to close it out. You know, we, we left a lot of shots out there for me watching that game. And I always, I know, I know the vernacular. You know, next man up. But I, I believe that we couldn't put that thing away with Otis Frazier. I think that that difference maker that we're starting to see, and at that at that period of the game, that that's where he, you know, um, he he makes that difference. And I think that was the difference at the end of this game. We could talk about coaching. We could talk about yeah, the players need you know. You got to play when somebody goes out and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, at the end of the game, at crunch time, you need, you need your best players on the court. And I think he was, he was that missing key. The, the next thing I'll, I'll mention, um, based on what Ronnie said, is you were talking about NIL money and do you go out and spend 100 k on one person? Absolutely not. And the only reason I say that is you, you put all your money in one one basket, and then all of a sudden they get injured, they don't qualify scholastically, um, any number of things happen to that one player, and now all of a sudden you put 100 k in this person, uh, everybody else is getting, you know, a couple thousand, and, you know, your star that you, you went out and invested in, um, you know, doesn't show up. And so 
you know, I think that there's a better way. Maybe it is by merit or, you know, you put it incentive where, um, you know, you put it on a, a sliding scale or a cafeteria plan um, <laughs> where people get, you know, for performance-based uh, incentives. I don't know, um, but I, I just disagree with that uh that side of things of putting it, all the money into one player. Yeah, I, I think it's hard for people to understand this. I appreciate the phone call, Mike, I, and thanks for bringing this up again because I think it's good to hammer this home. Zay, you tell you tell us. We've seen a lot of NIL stories recently across college sports that have talked about how some of these deals have fallen through, and it's kind of deal uh, has to do with those shady deals that Mike was alluding to right there. Hey, here are contingency plans. Hey, you know the contract that you're signing to come to this school right here with NIL money has all these different stipulations, different rules that you actually have to achieve, and that's what's becoming so dicey with these NIL deals. So you tell me, if you had uh, access to this NIL collective for UTEP and you were to advise UTEP, because remember, UTEP can't do this themselves. We say this, they can't do this themselves. They are advised by the NIL collective, which is the Minor Hoop Collective. If you were running the Minor Hoop Collective and you had to distribute the funds, what would be your philosophy around it? Um, easily to throw a hundred thousand at a player. I mean, you're not, you know, if you have that type of money, right, to to use, I'm taking that risk ten times out of ten because, you know, right now, obviously, UTEP, you know, I don't think they went out and and gave a player one hundred thousand dollars, right? That that didn't happen. So we see what's we see what's going on. This this conference is wide open, right? UTEP just took you know possibly the best team in this conference, you know, to the to the to the tip, right? Without Otis Frazier, without three three players. I mean, this is not a good conference, and and all you have to do is is get hot during March, and the best players show up during March. So I'm easily throwing a hundred thousand at a guy, and I understand the risk with that, right? It, it, if if that guy gets hurt, if if he's just not good, or you know, if anything happens with that guy, and and it's not working out with an Hey, you know, your season's probably over, but hey, I mean, it's better than, you know, what, what a lot of teams are, are going through right now. So it's a really interesting debate. And Sal, I think the risks that uh, Mike yeah. brought, laid out are real interesting because think about it. What if he gets the money and he thinks, man, I'm so excited and fails out of school like he was alluding to, you know, has some merit problems, doesn't make the team or is injured, uh, something out of his control, uh, you know, faces adversity throughout the season and doesn't yeah. pan out the way that they thought they would because these deals the way that they work they they settle on a price before the season starts and that price is the price the number is the number uh what is your philosophy on this if you had if you had a chance to run the minor uh, hoop collective you gotta pay to play and you gotta play to win basically pay to win in that sense so if, if you don't go out there and try to nab a big time player um and you want to distribute it even i mean i don't know this is just philosophy i haven't seen the numbers or what they look like but just that idea of alone of hey we don't want to go out there and get so-and-so because it might not work out then who are you recruiting then don't you want to recruit guys who are going to win in the first place that that's number one that hits in my in my mind but you know you think of a game like tonight where it was one it was within one for what you mentioned seemed like an eternity and that's totally true they're a player away from getting a couple buckets and putting it you know, putting it in their basket, no pun intended. Yeah. Why not try and get somebody who can be that difference maker? Would you rather watch, let's use a baseball analogy, you're at the plate. Do you want to go down swinging or are you just going to take a strike and not even take a crack at it? Well, yeah. That's and, the way I look at it. And I'm even thinking, it, this is a really bad analogy. I'll ask you, Alberto, next. Uh, but this is a bad analogy. But like in baseball, it's like having that uh, really expensive pl- uh, player. Would you rather have a team with a big all-star on the team or a team full of B's and C's that you can maybe coach up to be better when it's all said and done? Alberto, you tell me. Your philosophy, because Sal, it seems like you're you're settling. You say yes to the 100000 Right, like if you get a marquee player, doesn't matter. Maybe the dollar figure. If you have the opportunity, yeah. you're going to take in, it. In the ideal budget, of course, I haven't seen a sheet, right. but yeah. just assuming that 100 is the biggest number, um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so if we really wanted to break down the math, so that would mean $200,000 would be evenly distributed among 11 players. So, Alberto, maybe players make between $15,000 and $25,000 on this team. What do you think about that philosophy, making it top-heavy a star uh, that you pay a lot of money to and then surround them by role players? What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think that 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 that's a good formula. I think that the Miners haven't done that, but that that on paper is good. Why? Because that big guy that you bring in that you're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars, you know, a marquee amount of money. Which uh, I'll tell you this: a hundred thousand dollars is not a marquee amount of money, and will not bring you a star that's going to affect your program in collegiate basketball. So one guy at a hundred thousand dollars is not going to change your program. But we'll move on. And so you're going to bring in one guy, and, he, and the idea is he's going to bring in a lot of uh, exposure to your program a lot of eyes and a lot of uh people wanting to watch your games because he's on your team and and that's what you you that is the sum of money that you can't pay you know the 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 eyes that he will draw to your team okay so you see it from a a totally different perspective than all of us here which actually is real interesting and i agree with you completely i think that the brand the visibility that you get imagine like zay was saying a bounce back from usc or a bounce back from texas or a bounce back from one of these power five schools that wants to come out and play some mid-major hoops it's just an interesting philosophy of, of ways to build out your roster. And you heard Mike. He's not for it at all. He wants to maybe have it to where there are guys who do make the, the money that they make, but not necessarily make it so top-heavy so you're so reliant on just one player. I think it's hard. It's hard to tell you what actually works, right? Because if you told me back way back when that Sule Boom was $100,000 just to keep him for that final season, I would have said it was worth it and then some he, he would have been conference usa player of the year he was big east all big east their first team all big east and the big east is fantastic i think he was big east player of the year that year as well and he's playing in the g league right now as it stands so um yeah i would have done that in a heartbeat if that was uh the case for sule boom now i know this and i think we can now comfortably say this zarek onyema left to texas for hundred fifty thousand dollars. so when alberto's saying hey a hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot to some of these other teams that can print money literally print money at the university level with nil money uh yes you're exactly right alberto because for them they can go out and spend a hundred thousand dollars on a guy who isn't even playing games uh late game situations for them isn't closing out games for them which zerikonyema isn't uh and that's just the reality zerikonyema is like the eighth man off the bench for texas he's still he's providing valuable minutes for them uh, but that just tells you where the dollar figures really lie and where they stand. Let's go back to the phones right now. 915-505-6009. Vince is next up on the phone lines. Vince, good evening, man. What's going on? Good evening. I was calling in just to say a few things about the NIL and what my opinions and thoughts are on it. Let's do okay, it. Go first, ahead. Okay. For, first of all, <clears throat> I played basketball for many years, and I'm from El Paso originally. And the NIL pro- program, okay, I think it's good for the college students, but I think the way the program is set up right now is bad for most college students. And I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about the college students and their future, okay? The NIL is there to, to give them money to assist them because they're using their talents, and that's very, that's fine and well. But the whole thing with going to college, first of all, is to get an education, okay? Because let's let's face it. Okay, NIL or no NIL, okay, if you're a basketball player, a football player, et cetera, okay, and you don't make it to the top level, okay, you're going to end up coming up short. And if you don't have that basic education behind you, okay, then there's still going to be a problem with you uh, during the rest of your life. Now, the way the program should be set up, yes, have the NIL. Make those offers to those to those uh, athlete students, okay? But have them make commitments to the university, not this one year or two years and I can transfer over to the portal to go somewhere else where they pay me higher and higher. It's just a bidding war right now. Vince, Vince, I'm sorry. Make them sign an NIL contract, but make them be committed to that university for the four years or whatever the case may be. There is not a a single school, Vince. A a lot of the problems that we're having at UTEP and with other universities is there's no consistency with the players. It's hard for basketball players to play with each other when they're in and out every year. You have no consistency, and they don't grow with each other. And that's creating a major problem. Yeah, the coaches have some some part to do with that, but I think these athletes right now are a lot of times with all the social media and everything may not be concentrating on playing basketball 100% because they're looking at where else they can go where they might be able to get a better deal. 
And that's, I, I think, one of the biggest problems that I'm seeing right now. All right. I appreciate the phone call, Vince. Thanks for weighing in on the show. And you know what? You bring up valid points. Your opinion is completely valid uh, here on the program with us. So the continuity piece is not something that UTEP faces. This is something every team across college basketball faces every single year. There are very few programs that can say that they bring players uh, year over year over year and have that kind of continuity, the consistency that you referenced in the roster okay UTEP brought back almost half of their roster from last year which actually is a a plus because the year before that uh, they brought what 40% of their roster back the year before that so that's the 2022 season Uh, they brought back 40% uh, of their roster so having almost half of the roster come back from last year is actually a success right there I I would say and then you might look at it well last year's team was a losing team they had a losing record when it was all said and done so you might ask yourself well why did they bring back you know half the roster why wouldn't they go out and try to get other players now when you're talking about having them sign an nil deal that ranges uh for four years sal that would never happen no college athlete would agree to that ever you know and maybe you know if you uh were like texas and you gave two million dollars a season to arch manning whatever that figure is probably a lot higher then maybe you know player stays three four Four years and does agree to stay within one program without uh, transferring out. But let's be realistic. Yeah. This is UTEP right here in mid-major hoops, and they're just not at that level. Yeah, and, and I think there, there was something similar to that before. It was called the athletic scholarship. It didn't really didn't really pan out. Didn't so, incentivize I mean, them enough. I, I mean, I get it, right? But at the same time, too, if, if that's the case, right, and, and that's not... Or if the reason why um, mid-major schools aren't thriving is because the guys are leaving for better money and you want to put a stop to it by having players play let, let's say let's say three years let, let's be I guess a little bit more liberal in that sense let's say you got to play at least three years all right cool but what is a three-year Sam Houston State team going to look like against a three-year Duke team should they meet in the NCAA tournament right now if everybody's on the same playing field and you get the best recruits to stay at their school for three years that's going to be a lot tougher, too. And we've seen what that looked like before. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, then we're just kind of back to square one. That's just not going to happen. I think it's unrealistic. And, hey, look, I'm saying this as an educated guy. Sal's saying this as an educated guy. Alberto's over there, an educated guy, all with bachelor's uh, degrees over here. Uh, Zay is a high schooler who is aspiring to go to college one day as well. So we're all saying this in agreement that, yes, a college education is valuable, but at the same time, these college athletes to put the, themselves out in the uh, you know classroom the way that they are yeah. to them they don't view that as a plus they don't view that as something that they you know what to be honest with you they feel like it's entitled to them for being on this team and so and that's just the reality now I'm not saying that's the right thing to think uh, but that's just the truth now the same entitlement goes for the NIL money if they are a scholarship athlete they feel uh, and I'm not saying just UTEP players these are all player a lot of players across college basketball these days they feel entitled to NIL dollars and it's not that bad here at UTEP when you really break it down I'm seeing awful things they across mid-major college basketball NIL uh, scouts and what are they agents who are throwing out film right now mid-season trying to say that their guy is going to be transferring next year already while they're currently playing for the team what's that all about I mean UTEP doesn't have it as bad or as crazy as other programs yeah and you know obviously that's that's just bad right you know you have guys saying hey my guy's averaging 23 points per game at UTSA and you know come get him come get him right I mean who who's to say that's not happening behind closed doors though, right? True. Who, who's to say someone's not shopping out, you know, their player at, you know, let's say Sam Houston to to, you know, a team like Baylor saying, Hey, you know, this guy's hooping over here, you know, for the right amount of money, we'll leave this program and go to yours, right? Exactly. And, and it's the wild, wild west. There's there's no regulations, there's no kind of what you can do, what you can't do. And, you know, the NCAA obviously they're gonna enforce their rules. And it's very, you know, ticky-tacky. Are they going to enforce it on this school? Are they going to enforce it on that school? You don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is really just, 
you know, as much as NIL, it's a great idea and everything, and, you know, obviously the players should be getting paid, there there needs to be something that, I guess, regulations to protect both the school and the player, because like you said, there's horrible things happening, you know, to other players in mid-major basketball that say, hey, you know, they were promised this amount, and they're only getting, you know, a much smaller sum. It's it's so t- it's so tough. How do we get from uh, the fact that the score was 56-55 forever to this uh, rabbit hole in NIL, Sal? This was a uh, what a where did we go? How, how did we get here? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> when we look at the things that people believe are hampering UTEP basketball. Well, yeah, I this is. I, I thought you were going to say just another show of minor talk, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it is right we, yeah. because we we kind of go through this uh, this rabbit hole of this is why UTEP can't bigger uh, picture thinking. Yeah, and huh? it's like oh, this reminds me of this game. This reminds me of that year, and and you start to draw connections, and it looks like a big old spider web. So that's what it is. Let's go to X or Twitter, and let's just reel off all the tweets right now, okay? My uh, pick my axe nine one five. Another road game, another loss. The positive is the rest of the conference is awful on the road too. It's a conference full of mediocre and awful basketball teams. Conference tournament will be wild. Tristan Pence, Coach Joe Golding, and his incompetent coaching staff cost UTEP a game today. Sam Houston was able to stay in the game in the first half by uh, grossly or grossly out-rebounding the Miners. So inexplicably, uh, Joe Golding changes to a four-guard lineup, and then in a blink of an eye, the Miners are down 10. UTEP has a veteran team, and this is Joe Golding's third season. The Miners are 0-7 on the road, in his, and they are in seventh place in a very weak conference USA. Joe Golding uh, is being paid Seven hundred thousand a year. I think it's eight hundred thousand to take our proud program into the toilet. No other way to look at it. Hashtag minor talk. Trey Chauvin sends us this post. Fire this junior college coach. Uh, called a uh, you know. Uh, he said, also, UTEP has hit rock bottom with this crap coach. Send him back to Abilene Christian. Pinky, just so disappointing, agree with uh, U- <laughs> UConn about losing to these uh, Texas teams the who used to, uh, <laughs> yeah, who used to be the conference warm-up teams. I, I got you, Pinky. Uh, Manny David, frustrating loss. Defense kept him in this one, but just couldn't score to close it out. Three games at home coming up. Conference USA is looking at like a tough conference for any team to win on the road. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag defend the dog. Uh, Travis Allen Fortune. Derek Hamilton's defense put the Miners in a position to win. He deserves more minutes, especially since he's one of the only true centers on the team. Uh, King Eric. I only have one question for you guys. Why? For like the past 15 years, has UTEP been so garbage? Man, it's had such a miserable post there from King Eric. Um, Grand Paul, talk about women's basketball. They won. Let's talk about it real quick. Uh, Alberto was at the game. He was the sideline reporter for ESPN Plus broadcast for this one. UTEP defeated Sam Houston 66-61. And Alberto in this one, I felt like the Miners really did a nice job to close out this game, a 7-0 run, including a 20-9 outscoring fourth quarter. What a job by the women's basketball team to get back-to-back wins here at home. Yeah, great performances in the second half by the Miners uh, gave them the win there. You know, uh, Aaliyah Statton, she had no points going into the fourth quarter. She had nine to finish the game. She she helped them finish it out. She had 19 minutes. Uh, Luisa Vidrova, she had uh, eight points. A lot of those, most of those came in the second quarter, I mean in the second half of the game. So, yeah, the Miners, they, they, they've been rallying recently. They just got to go out and get themselves some road wins. Yeah, exactly. And and Zay, I think this women's team, even when they were on the road last week, they showed some nice things, and I think it uh, really translated well into this week at home. Yeah, you know, uh, on the road, I mean, they just couldn't close out games, right? They got it to within, I think it was like five points against a really, I mean, the best team in, in conference, you say, uh, Middle Tennessee on the road. Right. And then they lost um, on a game winner against Western Kentucky, another really good team on the road, right? So they just need to learn how to close games, and that's exactly what they did these past to uh, home wins, you know, today especially. I mean, you know, I think it was down, they were down six or seven, and they just came storming in the final minutes. And that's what you like to see. You know, this team is really talented, and it kind of feels like they're, they're learning, 
even better how to play with each other and how to play under Keith Adams. Hey, this is the right time to do it, right? Because the season's heating up. Uh, you know, everything really matters at this point in the season. So if you ever want to turn things up, it's right now for this women's basketball team. And I think they're doing a great job at it right now. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on X or Twitter. David Crowell Jr. This is ridiculous. We've become a mediocre team at best in a mediocre conference USA. Joe Golding, please resign. Yikes. Michael Cuviello, this team has not won a road game this season. They're being dominated on the boards, and this was appalling. Uh, he said this team only has one consistent player, and it was bad in all aspects today. Uh, this is coming in from Hunter, our pal, for Ronnie. We want a winner, not a terrible coach. Why can we have only one or the other? We can only choose bad or worse? Doesn't make sense. Guess Ronnie hasn't been El Paso for very long. Uh, this is coming in from El Paso Visuals Deportivos. Ronnie, no one pushed Rodney Terry out of El Paso. Fans, alumni, admin, etc. held him accountable, and he quit to become an assistant coach at Texas because things got too hot for him in El Paso. I love how Ronnie credited us for firing Rodney Terry, and he used the word firing, so like, uh, it wasn't a firing. I, I like, thank you, El Paso Visuals Deportivos. Usually I'm, I'm saying something mean about you or something like that, but that was a great post. Thanks for giving us a backup there. Uh, he also says a frisky team, Adrian, and he sends us a funny gif as well. Um, this is also from Ivan. Doc NIL money from the players that aren't performing, JJ. Obviously, that caller has never worked a real job and has been around other people who don't perform and just go through the motions. They don't get docked money from their paycheck on a career basis. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's a con- if those contracts are in place for the NIL money that guarantees somebody a certain amount of money, that player should get that money regardless of their performance. That's just how I feel. You know what I think um, in that sense, right? In that case, if if they're going to go that route, there has to be some sort of, this is just an idea, of course, but there has to be some sort of uh, base level or, or guarantee, so to speak, because if, if you're basically saying, hey, come over here and perform, but a player makes one mistake and they don't get a chance to redeem themselves and and you know fulfill the benefits that people believe um, they should be getting based off of potential. What does that look like? And now you're coming yeah. into all kinds of uh, contract, um, you know, interference and, and violations. So if they were to go that route, make a, make a respectable base where hey everything else is incentivized, but you know you're granted or guaranteed X amount. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, too. ADR, ARDC excuse me, says this, The Sam Houstons of the world used to be the cupcakes games before conference play started. Joe Golding is burying the corpse left behind by Natalicio Stoll, uh, Tim Floyd, Rodney Terry, and now Jim Center. It is tragic. This is coming in from Jacob Matthew. No, but we could say my guys should have been in a better situation or we have to be more aware. Take some ownership, Joe Golding. Losing to schools with a high school gym. Not only to lose, but to give up most of the offensive rebounds in nine years. Uh, yeah, that's what's coming in from them. This is coming in from Pinky. To me, to me, NIL and Transfer Portal has ruined college sports. We'll never see college sports as they should be again. Yes, I am old school. That is it. Hashtag minor talk. Um, the uh, This is coming in from Tristan Pence. Great call by Ronnie. 100% correct to question the coaching staff. Golding put it together. The recruiting is awful. They are recruiting players who don't have the skill set for Golding's system. Trey Chauvin. UTEP has a veteran team, and this is Golding's third season. The Miners are 0-7 on the road, in, and they are 7th place in a very weak conference USA. Uh, and that is coming in from Trey Chauvin. I think I may have read that one before, but uh, I'll keep it moving. El Paso Visuals Deportivos. One more from him. I don't know for sure, but I don't think NIL dollars are given out in one large check. No one would do that. These collectives have CPAs, lawyers, and would not allow that. So if a player has issues in the classroom or gets hurt, I'm sure the fine print rules uh, nulls and uh, voids the deal. That is not true whatsoever, my friend. Uh, If somebody gets hurt that nulls or voids the deal, that is not true whatsoever. I know that for a fact on this year's team, and I also know that uh, as far as the player being paid a lump sum of money right off the bat 
Uh, that is um, that is true in some cases. I've heard about this from former UTEP players who left other to other programs, and they are promised a certain NIL money, and they they actually go and step foot on campus, and then that money is like zelled or transferred to their bank account all at once. So it, I've heard that is the case here. It, it may just depend on the um, yeah, it's school by school. On, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's school to school. Hey, uh, I think we're winding down, guys. I think, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate all our callers. I appreciate everybody chiming in on the show, but I want to leave this one on a hot note. I don't want us to drag this one out too long. I think this was a great minor talk, and I think we've got to get ready for a big week of UTEP hoops. They've got three games at home. Uh, let's reel it off. Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State. Sal, I'm going to go for you. Win or loss for each one. Jacksonville State. I'm going to say loss. Liberty. Win. New Mexico State. Loss. Okay, Zay, I'll flip it to you. Jacksonville State. I'll just say all three wins. Okay, three straight wins. Alberto, I'll swing it to you. Jacksonville yeah, State. The, I think they'll they'll pick up the three wins at home. Wow. So you say sweep. Sal says what? One and three. One and two. One, One and two. two. Yeah. Okay. I've got them beating Jacksonville State, losing to Liberty, beating New Mexico State. That's how I've got the next three games going. At home, they should win these games, right? They should sweep. Zay standard, Alberto standard, that should be the case. But the way that this team has been playing, I'm just not sure if that'll be the case when it's all said and done. Uh, let's get closing thoughts from everybody here around the corner. And I appreciate everybody here uh, joining us here on the program. 915-505-6009 if you'd like to duck in a late call. But let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Sal, as we wind things down here on the program today, it's always fitting for us to hand out awards, even when UTEP loses like they did tonight. Uh, let's start off with our hot hand of the game award winner here of this one. There's some different options that you can go off of. You can go uh, Tay Hardy. You can go Zid Powell. You can go Calvin Solomon on this one. Where are you going? Hot hand of the game. This is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, oh, man, it's tough because there was some good spots for a lot of guys but I think just consistently I would probably say Zid Powell hot hand because although there was five turnovers he was active getting five rebounds uh, tied when it comes to leading rebounder for the minors but he also gets three steals um, you know over 500 from the charity stripe of course but um, was able to get some uh, some buckets his way and, and be aggressive. So Zid Powell definitely overperformed from where he's at uh, but yeah just could not uh, seal the deal when it was all said and done but he is our hot hand of the game. He is actually UTEP is nine and two, and Zid Powell scores over ten points. They are two and eight when he scores under ten points. So there you go. Hey, you can rely on fifty years of service with Wind Supply El Paso. Choose a trustworthy HVAC system supplier here in El Paso. Go on their website, WindSupplyElPaso.com, right now. Look at the Find a Dealer tab. You could check out the Champion Dealers, the uh, Convair Dealers as well, or the Conair Dealers as well, and the Master Cool Dealers all on their website, windsupplyelpaso.com. Our great friends, that is windsupplyelpaso.com, who gives us our hot hand award every single minor talk. Let's go now to our Timothy Cantrell player of the game. Zay, I'm swinging this over to you. Do you feel vindicated? You go ahead and you say uh, the player of the game and you say why. Yeah, you know, uh, no doubt about this one for me. Player of the game is, is Calvin Solomon. I think he had just a great all-around game. I think this is what we expected from him coming into the season. There was a reason he was preseason all-conference, he would say. I mean, he, he, he did everything that, you know, you wanted him to do today. Nine points on an efficient three or four shooting, three or four at the line, five rebounds, um, I think it was three assists, and um, he added in a steal with that. You know, the best plus minus on the team was plus seven. Just a great all around game when UTEP needed a, a wing to step up. No doubt about it. And Timothy Cantrell always brings us the player of the game award here on Minor Talk. Hey, if you are looking to list your home, if you're looking to actually buy a home here in El Paso, uh, trust no one other than Timothy Cantrell, your local trusted realtor here in El Paso. Give him a call today, 915 915- 
215-204-8441. That's 915-204-8441 for Timothy Cantrill selling the dream here one listing at a time. Guys, as we turn the page, Thursday night, Jacksonville State is the next game for the Miners. They are now 11-10 uh, overall. Uh, they are 2-4 and four in Conference USA. We will see what ends up happening. We'll be live out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. If you enjoyed this show, if you enjoy Minor Talk, if you would just want to meet us here on the show, come on out and consider joining us out at the District West. We'd love to meet you, 3233 North Mesa. They've got great food. They've got great drink specials. We'll be out there Thursday. They've got $8 wraps and, of course, happy hour all the way up till 6 o'clock. But that'll do it for us here tonight. Uh, appreciate the Oscar ID at the agency riding with us as always. Appreciate Alberto Retta, Zay Galindo, uh, Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Brada saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso.